Now that Carlos Santana has reported to spring training, we can all relax. We can all talk about what's really important, and that is who are the Twins going to sign as a right-handed hitter to play some outfield for them here? We've got uh, one of those players signing recently, so it seems like things are starting to move today. Dave and I are going to talk about who we think is the best fit for your Twins because this is Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, what do you say? It's Locked On Twins. We're back today for a special episode. Every episode is special when you're hanging with me at Brandon underscore Warren on Twitter, where you can unfollow me and at Answer Dave Brown. Mr. Dave Brown, how are you this Saturday? I'm doing great, Brandon. We're it's uh, with everybody reporting now. Carlos Santana's in camp. We don't have to worry about him. I don't know what what the worry would be if he had showed up tomorrow, but. Uh, we're excited that everyone's here and accounted for and ready to go. Yeah, same as this show where you and I are both here, present and accounted for. Um, Dave Brown, do you have snow in Kansas City right now? Because I think you probably don't. But uh, No, it's on the ground. Uh, it snowed a couple of days ago, and it's been really cold. So it looks like winter finally for the first time in weeks. Nice, because I, I posted a picture of the dog coming in from outside with snow, and you seemed taken aback that there was snow in Minnesota. So I... I was excited to tell you with bated breath that yes, at least for the next few days, there's going to be snow on the ground in the. Well, every time I hear about the Minnesota this winter, it's uh, that there's no snow and it's you know, Al Gore's uh, global warming has taken over and it's uh, it's not what it used to be. So I, I was just surprised to see it, and pleasantly so. Well, and I mean, I'm not going to get into that, but my igloo has been really hard to keep intact this winter. So <laughs> that, I, that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, if I've been spotty, that's why. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us on Locked On Twins and making us your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also on the YouTube and as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, we're your team every day. Uh, Locked On, by the way, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And again, thanks for hanging out with us. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get 150 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of 5 bucks or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So, Dave Brown, I was actually sitting. This is a kind of a funny story, actually. It better um, be, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna we're, we're sitting at my daughter's basketball game today, and Randall Gritchick signs with the Diamondbacks. And I the, the wheels start turning. Um, and I find out, you know, $2 million option for next year, whatever. We'll talk about that in a second. But the funny thing was, so we're last last game of the season, and our daughter has not taken a shot all season. She <laughs> gets the ball, and she's she's like Ricky Rubio, just looking to defer, 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 doesn't want to shoot. So on the way home last week, I said, listen, if you start shooting, you get a buck for every attempt. So she's takes that to heart. Today we're driving there and I said, I'll, I'll, I'll up the ante. You get two bucks for every bucket you make, one buck for every attempt. I'm 15 bucks poorer today 
after two games. Young lady went three for nine, poured in six points in the final game of the season. So she didn't get to it in the first game, but in the nightcap, if you can call a game that started at uh, 10.50 a.m. a nightcap, uh, <laughs> pours in six points, all six points for her season, about 50% of what they scored today. It was a big day while I was busy finding out why Randall Grichik signed for $2 million with Arizona. A brunch cap. Well, three out of nine, that's that's how the Bulls shoot from the outside. So she's ready to join the NBA, uh, at least one of its uh, mediocre teams. That's great, though, that she uh, that you used money to get something out of your children. That's uh, that's how I do it, too. I think, yeah. well, I think, I think she that's can, the way to do it. Zach Levine's roster spot now that he's on the shelf. Oh, it's wide open. You, yeah. uh, you, I think if you call the Bulls right now, you can do a deal, do one of those – two-way 10 days or whatever they're called. Yeah, I think that's definitely exactly what it's called. Um, So Gritchick, one year, two million. It reminds me of, basically it's a very similar deal to what Donovan Solano signed. Two million bucks on a one-year deal. I mean, if you snap off both of your knees, legs at the knee, just by sheer virtue of choice, he says, all right, I guess. Do we have to do that? Well, no, but I mean, that's two million bucks. It's whatever. Uh, I guess that's a really dumb way of saying there's no risk in this whatsoever. Uh, and I actually think it's a base of 1.5 and then 500,000 buyouts. So, I mean, it is the the lowest of the low for a guy at this level of um, Look, service. Like how long he's been in the league, his production yeah. and all that. Uh, Looking at his, his salary history, which you can do at places like Baseball Reference, that he, he hasn't made $2 million since 2018. He was in... He was 2.6 that year. It was like a arbitrary. It was a third year with the Cardinals. Oh, he and got that extension, didn't he? Say that again. He got an extension for like five right. years, 70 million or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's made 50, according to baseball reference, $53 million. So playing Major League Baseball. So uh, teams probably use this against them. You know, we're, we're coming down to, uh, Opening day pretty soon, and free uh, spring training has opened, and uh, they're putting the screws to guys. And uh, he, he didn't have a, a particularly bad season or anything last year. It was pretty typical for him. You know, he's he's probably a little above average major league hitter, uh, capable of playing center field, but you don't necessarily want that every day. And uh, probably better in right field, and certainly uh, yeah. left could handle that too. So um, he's a guy. You know, if if you're looking at the Twins needing a a, a right-handed hitting outfielder, and you look at it from the standpoint of like uh, musical chairs, it can mm-hmm. get you kind of nervous. Like, oh, there's another guy off the board, and he only costs two million dollars. What can you do? You know, I, but I think if you look at the options that are left for for one way or another, I think they're still better than Grichik. So uh, even if you have to pay more, I don't. When I look at like you know, it's great that they the twit for the twins. Like, uh, if if they're if they're looking to save some money, that they they only have to pay Randall Grichik, not the twins, the Diamondbacks, two yeah. million dollars. But I would rather get a better player, right? And pay a little bit more for it if you have to, especially when you know we're not talking about that much money anyway, even if it's double. So um, I, I think the twins are still in good shape to get a better player than Grichik, and that's why I'm not worried. Tell me where I'm wrong, though. I feel like Randall Grichik is like the dollar store version of Teoscar Hernandez. Like Teoscar getting 23 million or whatever, and Grichik getting a guarantee of two. 
Like I'm not saying I would prefer one or the other at their price points uh, yeah. because of the price points. Uh, Dioscar is definitely the better player, but like if, if they at the end of the year had the same weighted runs created plus in 120 games played, right. you'd just say that's baseball, Susan. Well, it, it, it would be a better value. It seems like it might be a better value. Um, you know, I think, but what you can get with, let's say, Adam Duvall um, is a guy who's maybe a little bit older, but has more of an upside hitting, uh, can maybe have a little bit more power. Um, if you go with Michael Taylor, you have a guy who, not to jump all over what you're getting to, but uh, you have a guy who's a better, uh, has got better defensive record, and you can put him in center field every day and you don't mind. And he had really good numbers, probably better than we could expect this year against left-handed pitching, which would help the Twins. I mean, they were astronomically great. I think he slugged over 600 against lefties. Don't expect that again. But to me, Michael Taylor is still a better option at even a little more money. Sure. So we will get into that here in a moment. That's a good segue for where I'm headed. But first, we do have a new sponsor that we got to give some love to. It's Backblaze. And if you don't know what Backblaze is, it's because we have never talked about it before. So let's give them some love here. And when we come back, we'll talk about why I think a reunion with Michael A. Taylor now makes the most sense for the Twins as far as adding another right-handed bat. But again, first, a word from our new friends at Backblaze. Today's episode brought to you in part by Backblaze. Easy for me to say. Data is the digital world's most precious resource and Backblaze has made it their mission to make it easy to store, use, and protect that data. They protect all the data on your machines automatically. Backblaze offers multiple restore options, including rapid recovery in the event of data loss or ransomware. Start with a free trial today and get unlimited cloud backup for Macs, PCs, and businesses for just 99 bucks a year. You don't have to be good at math to know that's a pretty decent deal every single month. Just go to backblaze.com slash locked on MLB, and you can access your uh, backed up data from anywhere in the world using Backblaze's web app or their iOS and Android apps. Few data protection services have the recommendations that Backblaze does. They're recommended by the New York Times, uh, I incorporated magazine, Mac World, PC World, LifeWire, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, Wired, and many more. You can receive a fully featured no-risk trial at backblaze.com slash locked on MLB. So go there, try it out, start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Bad times with data, it's bad times just in general. So it's backblaze.com slash locked on MLB. I bet you should... Uh, you better believe that I'm running out to try it, and I think you probably should as well. It's backblaze.com slash locked on MLB. Dave Brown, I get tongue-tied really easily when I'm trying to read things. And I, there was a, a I mean, that's of, why they pay the big bucks. So, you know, you yeah, 35 k a year if Twitter is to be believed. But um, uh, <laughs> that and all the printers. Right. Uh, my daughter was having me read cat kid comic club cat kid comic club cat you know so you you start like trying to say that over and over again and it gets in your subconscious so i'm trying to untie my tongue here but i'll, I'll have to work on backblaze that's going to be a, a one to work out here now your daughter is really driving your life right now and i can't i can't love that enough no yeah it's uh hashtag girl dad um it is what it is though uh so 
the reason I have come full circle on Michael A. Taylor, and if people are just kind of tuning into our action now, uh, first of all, hi. Um, you but, could rewind also. Sure. I just mean like in general, though, because we've been talking oh. about Adam Duvall for what feels like months. And uh, Duvall, you know, again, like you said, big power, can play a little center, um, you know, gold glove corner outfielder. So he's going to give you help wherever he plays. But why, you know, why I come back to Michael A. Taylor, like, first of all, we, you know, we know in the clubhouse and whatever, like he was perfectly well liked. There was no issues there. Um, But they made a move the other day and I just, I kind of pieced it together today. I'm kind of embarrassed that took me three, four, five days to do it, but they traded Nick Gordon. And by doing so, another of the backup options in center field behind Byron Buxton, more on that in a second. It would be prudent to add somebody else who can play center field. And again, maybe you're not going to have this person play center field all that much. But even if Byron Buxton exceeds your wildest dreams in center field, you still may have 60 to 80 games of either full game or at least, you know, partial game, double switch, late game, whatever crap you want to call it. Um, You know, if you want to get Buxton off his feet and all that. So to me, that makes a lot more sense to pivot to a guy like Michael A. Taylor. And, 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 and the reason why I got to that while I was watching hoops today, if Randall Gritchick gets $2 million, Randall Gritchick is a nice player. He's not a great player. He's a decent player. Uh, but we talked about Harrison Bader. We talked about Kevin Kiermaier, both getting like, what, 10 and a half, 11 million, something like that. Well over, over 10 million. Right now, if you go to Michael A. Taylor and offer him the deal that he got last year or something in that general vicinity, I think it's five and a half million. Like if you go, I would sign him for $6 million for one year right now if he's willing to do that. Uh, That's about half of what those other guys got. Again, I'm not trying to save people's money, but just from a standpoint of you can't cry poor and then see guys signing for less and be like, oh, well, we couldn't do that. You know what I mean? No, well, what you're, I, what people do in situations like this, like I, I think I was, was talking to your brother on Twitter, and he's, he's I a am disappointed. So, in, I am so sorry you had to do that. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know about this. I, I, you know, for the money, Grichik seems like a good deal, and it's true. But um, you know, he Taylor, told me that, he told me the Twins should be embarrassed they wouldn't pay him two million dollars, and I was like, okay, calm down. That's a good. That's a good internet twins fan opinion. I understand. I understand where they're coming from when they say yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and if it tur- if the if if like we go through spring training and these other guys go somewhere else and sign for reasonable amounts of money and the, and the twins don't bring them in, then we can you know uh, then we riot. Torture pitch works, baby. Exactly. Or opening um, season of Shrek. Or opening scene. Opening scene of Shrek. Yes. Absolutely. But I think that, and honestly, now I've forgotten exactly where I was going, but Taylor is uh, a guy that will uh, give you everything that Grichik will plus more, maybe not quite as consistent uh, on the offensive side. Um, although last year, if, if Taylor does what he did last year, that's exactly what you need. And it's really yep. nice. Taylor could, uh, play in left field or right field alongside Buxton. If we're, you know, knocking on wood and everyone's healthy, he'd probably be really good out there. Like it would really- be, 
you know, he'd do a lot of coverage for you in the outfield with a lead late in the game. It would be nice to have both of them out there. They so, added a lot of fly ball type guys too. So, I mean, this would not be uh checkers versus chess. Like this would be a wise move, you know, that yeah. like prudent guys, as they say, I like that word too. What's that prudent, you know, it would, uh, yeah. it would fit and it would be worth it. And it would be, I, I, you know, he knows they, well, they, they've got them new uniforms this year anyway, and they're, they're, they're not as nice as they used to be, but all the other stuff, they got that too for Taylor, I'm sure in a closet somewhere. So you thought Kmart was not a business, but they're making MLB uniforms. Oh man. Talk about, don't, don't call it a comeback. My mom used to call it came apart. And I think that right now is, <laughs> I've never heard that, but it's pretty funny. Pretty apt. Yeah. You get your clothes at Kmart and they came apart. Um, why? So, okay. I hate the phrase begs the question because it's not an actual thing, but like, why is Michael A. Taylor still a free agent? Like that, if Michael A. Taylor is so good, you're, you're talking to your, that guy at the, at the bar that's, you know, sitting at the end there just talking to nobody. And he's like, oh, if Michael A. Taylor is so good. Why is he still a free agent? Okay. Why? Yeah. Is he still- I'd like him to go get uh, Cody Bellinger too. Sure. It doesn't, exa- it doesn't fit exactly because he's left-handed, right. but you know what I mean? He can uh, hit lefty though. The, the best the best free agent outfielder is still available too so there's mm-hmm. you know there's uh hunkering down and and digging into positions and uh there's you know i don't want to say there's something wrong with the free agent system because i'm not sure that there is necessarily other than teams just aren't willing to pay right now but there's a bunch of guys who are signed who you would think would have signed already and in right. other seasons would have so it's not that's not any slap on Taylor that, uh, you know, he, there's something wrong with him. He's right. just wanting to get approximate. He probably wanted to raise or at least not to take a pay cut. Right. Uh, from what he got last year. And he's kind of hurting out of that. And he's a veteran and he doesn't need to be in camp necessarily at the moment to get all that done. And none of these guys do because they're in much better shape than they were 50 years ago when spring training mm-hmm. was about getting into shape, yep. which we all know fans know that anyway because they don't have to be they don't have jobs in the offseason anymore they don't need them so taylor's gonna be fine whatever he signs and um so yeah he hasn't signed yet but neither is the best player in free agency so that's not that is yeah. not a slight against taylor at all yeah the short answer is there's no good reason i mean if if players like okay so players who have signed in the last few days uh dan vogelbach with toronto I, apparently i look like him uh, I don't. No, I, I don't see it. See it. Uh, I see it, especially with the hat on. Oh Christ! Yeah. Um, Detroit landing. I like this one. Uh, Keston Hura on a minor league deal with them. Uh, you know, sure they've got Torkelson and they've got uh, some bodies. He probably shouldn't play second base. But we're talking about a guy who uh, one presidential term ago was a big time. <laughs> you know, like, that's not that long ago. Um, Whit Merrifield, 8 million bucks with the Phillies. So he, you know, he finally landed. Um, don't think I'm sleeping on the ironic side that Gary Sanchez's deal with the Brewers is in flux because Gary Sanchez and Whit Merrifield are forever linked on that play where Sanchez quote unquote blocked the plate. If Shayla's, if Shayla from Twitter is listening, um, caps off to her. She's still not over that. Um, Avery Adrianza with the Angels, former twin, Tim Anderson, maybe with the Marlins. So a lot of the guys moving right now, like it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that they can't play or anything. It's just that this off season has been, for lack of a better way to put it, dumb. Dumb, slow, and, uh, you know, getting back to that TV deal, 
that's the that's one of the excuses for the uh, the lack of movement, the lack of uncertainty, and the um, you know, oh, well, we don't know if we have the money for that kind of opinions yeah. from yeah. the baseball teams. So that's where that is. Okay, well, I'm going to take a quick second talk about FanDuel. When we come back, uh, I'll, I'll explain why I'm even talking about Michael A. Taylor at all because we also had a fun update from a player whose status may be linked to Michael A. Taylor. But again, first, a word from FanDuel. It's all-star weekend or all-star whatever you want to call it in the NBA, and you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. So many different ways, so many different things you can bet on. So it's pretty much imperative that you go check out the app for yourself, because in one minute, I can't describe all of it. They have quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and again, so much more that I can't even possibly get to in 60 seconds. And again, 150 bucks if your first $5 bet wins. Biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. Go, go do it. Go do it right now. Don't shut off the show and go do it. But as soon as you're done listening to us, go do it. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is an exclusive official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Today, Brown, the reason I am interested in Michael A. Taylor is because Byron Buxton has said he's fully healthy. And that's kind of a weird reason to think about Michael A. Taylor, isn't it? Like, why am I talking about Michael A. Taylor if Buxton's fully healthy? And I think for me, it just becomes, I don't have clarity. I know generally that Byron Buxton at least feels healthy enough to try center field. So I don't have to be like, oh man, I don't know if I have zero or 162 games to cover in center. That that clarity, as much as you can call it that, tells me that, hey, um, okay, now I can start assessing how much do I need a center fielder? How much do I want to prepare for that? And again, maybe this means Buxton plays a hundred and some games in center, but I just, I circle back and I think, you know what? I still think I want some center field insurance and you traded away some of it in Nick Gordon. So um, go get me Michael A. Taylor. And you're muted. You're muted. Well, now at least you're going back and you're getting experience editing out the part where I mute myself. No, I leave it. I leave it. I think raw copy is the way to go. Anyway, well, I love The Rock, so that's great. Um, I, saw, I saw it on the screen while I was talking, and I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen here? Did you get a sign? You know, uh, you kind of moved, and I didn't hear anything, and your little microphone icon gets a little dash in it, and I'm like, it's going to happen again. Anyway, though, Michael A. Taylor, you know Byron Buxton says he's healthy. Uh, he's excited. Uh, Joe Young Park, phenomenal MLB.com reporter, said – that Buxton is absolutely uh, ecstatic to be this healthy. So the, the bit of information in there that uh, the the health the bio the biology of the knee the plica. I don't really understand, but it sounded the like there was a, a who a plica or something the like plica? that. Does it a plica? I think it applicas. Yes, to what I'm talking the plica, about. The plica. It feels like we're in a Seinfeld episode right now. 
it's uh it, it applies to the Michael Taylor situation because it exactly. means that <laughs> Buxton really does feel healthy and there's like a physical reason for it. I think yeah. I think people figure that it's like this is a guy's heads and this is like a mysterious thing that no one can diagnose. But um I'm not saying like you said uh, we can count on 100 games in the outfield, but it does make a difference that I think we can at least count him to start there. Last year, that really wasn't even the case. It just it never materialized in spring training, and he wasn't really re- ready to go ever, obviously, and it just w- was a big kind of mess. Well, so, and there's a, there's a difference between trading for a guy and signing for him in free agency or signing him in free agency, too, where – the priority was there because they knew Buxton probably wouldn't be ready anytime soon right. versus, Hey, Michael A. Taylor's kind of fallen back into your, uh, your lap. Why not? Right. And so you got Taylor and you got sure. Buxton and if Buxton wears down or becomes hurt later, hopefully not, that will give the, the young kids also in the organization who are playing center field, the prospects, more time in the minors, which I, I think they need. I don't think they can start, uh, you know, even the, the the Twins prospects that are closest to the majors. Yeah, Austin Martin, Emmanuel Rodriguez would be the right. ideal fit, but um, yeah, Austin Martin. I mean, he could maybe hang out there, but we don't know. Right, and it just gives them more time, and it doesn't rush them, and um, so that I think that's why I think that's part of the clarity that you're talking about. We're we are kind of counting on Buxton for something in the outfield. We're not yeah. counting. We're not saying, oh, it's, that might be nothing. We, it's probably not going to be nothing. Knock on wood as long as everything goes well for now. So I think those are, I think your, your, your synapses are connecting some, some important dots here. And between Buxton, Taylor, and somebody from the minors, maybe Rodriguez, yeah. um, they are in a good position in center field if they have those three, I think that's why Taylor makes the most sense to us. I think you have to be careful with the concept of filling the idea of a hundred percent of playing time. And you'd much rather be like way over that, you know, if right. you have, yeah, you know, yeah, we get married to the idea of, Oh man, you've got one great player at every starting position. How are you ever going to get a prospect in there? And boy, the game figures out a way. It's not like it does, you know, uh, Ryan Howard chomping at the bit behind Jim Tomei for the Phillies or anything like that. They get, the game will always find a way. And so I think uh, I will take another year with a little more clarity. And again, Michael A. Taylor, if he stinks and you sign him for 5 million bucks, you DFA him, you flip him to somebody else. I mean, it's if he stinks and Byron Buxton is healthy or Austin Martin comes through or, or whatever, there's just no reason to stop acquiring decent offensive baseball players because you think you're covered. That just, never been a thing for me but um, taylor makes the most sense because as always the, the more if you need more games in center field you pretty much know what he's gonna get give yep. you and he could give it to you and um you have depth in the minor leagues that will be closer to ready if buxton fails if taylor fails i mean that's not a great scenario but it's there and it just needs more time and that's why i think he's the right guy for it, the short term and the long term of this season. It, it reminds me of this saying with Peyton Manning. They're like, why did, did Peyton Manning get his, did his uh, backup quarterback get any reps this week? Right. The, the coach is like, no, if Peyton Manning gets hurt, we're effed and we don't practice <laughs> effed. 
So I'm like, yeah, you can't just keep, you can't keep preparing for every possible disaster. You protect yourself the best you can. But at some point, a disaster is just a disaster. And you're playing Cleet Thomas out there for 100 games in 2013. It just, it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I think it'd be a good protection. You had a brilliant moment the other day, by the way. Oh, no. Talking about Louis Varland. I think you said Louis Varland even. I'm not sure, though. Very formal. <laughs> Maybe this uh, was someone else guesting for me. It wasn't me after all. I'll have to go back and check the tape, I guess. Uh, working on a uh, two-seamer slash sinker, uh, you had mentioned that you were wondering if he had worked on anything to make himself a more viable option at starter. And so uh, I was kind of bouncing that off back and forth with some people on, on X or Twitter or Twixer. I don't know. Um, he did throw one before, but it seems as though it's more of a focus. And then he also uh, kind of changed up, I don't know if it's the axis or the the bite on his slider, even if this does not make him a starter. And right now they're, he's technically the sixth guy, uh, a pitcher like him adding a two seamer or anything with arm side. Yeah. Arm side run. Um, that's going to make him dangerous against righties who he was kind of susceptible against. If he throws the gas he did with any arm side run to it in the bullpen, he might be their second best reliever behind Duran. That could be. And that sounds like something, uh, I don't know if any, if uh, Rocco named names, but I remember him talking about Varland in that, in that way, in that context last year, that he could be uh, a dominant, maybe that's not exactly the right word, but a great relief pitcher. And, and he was on the stretch. I mean, when they tried him out there, he was popping 99. Right. Bringing the heat. But, but again, uh, you're covered a couple different places with him, maybe depending on uh, how the twins proceed. And it does make sense given the possible limitations of other guys in the rotation limitations, mm -hmm. but uh, more mysteries or more uh, undecided. Uh, you don't know exactly what uh, some of the guys are going to give, including Louis or mm -hmm. Lewis. Um, so it makes sense to take him up on this, to try and make him a starter and, see if this uh, tweak of his two-seamer can uh, make him better against uh, a wider swath of opponents. Um, and uh, if, if it does, great. And if it doesn't, he's still a good, viable relief pitcher. So um, it's, uh, it's good that we have a willingness on his part and the Twins to experiment with this. We have a little over a minute left here. Royals trade for John Schreiber from Boston. They trade a pitching prospect, David Sandlin. The question I have is, are the Royals getting a little too ahead of themselves on their like idea of where they belong in this division? <laughs> not, not where they belong. That sounds very... Uh, Do the Royals really think they're competing? I mean, that's a yeah. that's not a bad question. I mean, because they, they, they've gone from like huge holes on the roster to having fewer holes. I mean, I think that's how they are. And like I've said kind of all along, I think uh, they th this is a situation where they're trying to not look horrendously behind on uh, filling a roster when they're trying to get a ballpark built. Yeah, and, and people c can't go. Well, you're not even trying to win. Why would we? You know, you, it's a terrible product. Why would we come out to this ballpark if you want to? And uh, to another ballpark if we're not going to come out to this one because you're so bad right now. <laughs> so I think they're, they're not necessarily giving up that much for the future to make themselves a little more competitive now. And I think they have ulterior motives as to why. So uh, I, 
that's what I think about the Royals. <laughs> I think the Royals are like, well, you can't come out to this ballpark anymore because we're going to tear it down. So get used to the new one. But uh, no, I get what you're saying. And that makes sense. I just wondered if maybe they were rushing that timeline a little bit. But I uh, I digress. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with Locked on Twins. And we'll see you tomorrow night.